to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, and if you're listening to us through the radio waves, a reminder, you can listen to us on a lot of different platforms. So if you would, give us a like, a subscribe, and a tune us in on uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook. All of those you can catch us uh, in our uh, Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream. Uh, TMZ2 commenting off of Facebook. You guys kill it. Early break, old school, and you guys. Thanks, TMZ2. <laughs> Is he talking about water cooler? Yeah, he loves to take a water cooler. Nice. And early break and old school. Thank Everybody's you. Everybody's got their favorite. TMZ2? Is that his name? Yeah, TMZ2. Shout out to TMZ2. We appreciate that. Yeah. We love when you guys enjoy our show, even yeah. if we don't know what we're talking about half the time. Even if you don't. Some nonsense. Even if you just listen on the radio, still go and like and subscribe on those other things. That'll help us out a little bit. <laughs> Give us bit some too. help. Give us some podcast podcast hits. Podcast hits. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I started saying it weird. Again, so like I we repeated. said, if we, we're going to give you some nonsense, too, but that's just kind of what you get with us. Yeah. I might say Nebraska will go to the playoff. I don't know what you're going to get. Hey, at least keep you on your toes, right? Keep you happy for a second. See, there you go. Uh, a team that actually will probably go to the playoff uh, is probably so. sorry is Ohio State <laughs> Buckeyes. Uh, and uh, we're starting our preview now. Uh, the Big Ten Media Days, again, uh, for football nerds such as myself, some of my favorite days in the summer, uh, are coming up here. I think the 22nd, 26th, and 27th, actually. Uh, is when Big Ten Media is it in Chicago or is it in Indy? I believe it's in Indy on the field. So I thought it's in Lucas Oil, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Go Colts. Pretty soon we'll be out in Los Angeles, so we better support the Midwest while we can. (sighs) Yeah, Uh, crying out loud. But in any case, uh, we're just going to break down the teams coming up so that when... (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, By the time you get to Big Ten Media Days, you kind of know the teams that that we're talking about, or at least a refresher course. Um, So we'll start uh, with with Ohio State, which is just a dominant team and a top five team. In fact, um, eight consecutive seasons now that they finished top six in the AP poll. And why you say, why are you stretching out to top six? Well, they finished six one time. Uh, No other team has a streak longer than two years. So that's how consistent really? that Ohio State has been for top six finishes. Wow. Yeah. So there's uh, there's stat number one for you. I've got a few of them here. Uh, they actually open with Notre Dame, which is gonna be increasingly more interesting. Yes. You know, as the summer goes on, you wonder if that's a future Big Ten uh, matchup. Uh, either way, just it's a huge game for either one of them. Uh, their other tough road games include Michigan State, uh, Penn State, uh, or those are their only really tough road games, uh, Michigan State and Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan all at home. So sets up pretty well for him. As usual, get a spotlight game in the in the non-con, and then you've got your difficult Big Ten uh, East it's conference It's the Big schedule, Ten East schedule, yeah. yeah. It's just kind of what you're dealt. And your crossovers, Wisconsin and Iowa this year. And they have Indiana, too. You never know. Yeah, that could always happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were actually the number one scoring and total offense last season. Uh, they averaged 45.7 points per game, and their total offense was 561 and a half yards I don't want to always look that up and compare it to what Nebraska did, um, but that is crazy. That's a that's a lot. And like I said, it's number one. That's why Travion Henderson, the one that got away, Bach. You <laughs> know how Virginia? I feel about that. Yes, yeah. you know how I feel about Travion. Dude's a stud. Yeah. Kid's legit. He He's really big is. Time. Uh, like I said, 561. Nebraska's total yards last year actually 20th in the nation. Not too bad. 448th. 
Scoring was where it was where it was rough. Twenty seven point nine points per game. Just to go off of this real quick, Buck, because I wanted to do some research. Twelve hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns rushing, two hundred eighty five yards receiving, four touchdowns receiving as a true freshman. Yeah, Trayvon Henderson. He is the real deal. He broke Master Ohio Teague State. didn't even play. Yeah, I know. I'm a big Master Teague guy. I know you uh, are. Trayvon Henderson actually broke the freshman rushing, or excuse me, freshman touchdown record that Maurice Claret had. So if that could oh, be that's your boy. Yeah, Maurice Claret, uh, former Omaha Nighthawk, uh, led Ohio <laughs> oh, State nice. to the championship game once. Yeah. Uh, now that's some trivia for you right there. Also, Trayvon Henderson, 6.8 yards per carry. Stump the buck. There you go. <laughs> Stump the buck. Uh, so they've got a pretty formidable offense as we continue you through it um reminder former indiana coach kevin wilson is their offensive coordinator i wouldn't be surprised to see him get another shot if things go well again this year which they should cj stroud is of course back uh he played a little bit through a shoulder separation last season uh and still put up crazy numbers 44 touchdowns i believe uh just five or six picks i don't have it right in front of me um but he set the school record for completion percentage at uh, 71.9 percent and yards per game with uh just under 370 um, so they've got that going from offense is just stacked Two potential first round picks at tackle on the offensive line, including Paris Johnson, who's moving over from right guard to left tackle, 6'6", 315 pounds. And one of the biggest players in college football, 6'8", 360 pound, Dewan Jones is uh, oh, the other Lord. tackle. So uh, a large human being. That's a lot. So CJ Stroud should be well protected and he gets to pass to probably the best Wide receiver in the nation in Jackson Smith in Jigba, who is just a mismatch for anybody in the slot. Nebraska saw that last year. He led the team, led the team, by the way. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, first-round picks were on that, but he led the team with 1,606 yards to go along with his nine touchdowns. That's where he's going to make up a little bit, as Garrett Wilson had 12, Chris Olave had 13. He'll be a little bit more of a red zone target. Though, again, he's more of the slot type than necessarily, like, toss it up in the red zone, though he can do that too. Uh, but they might have a new guy for that. 6'3", Marvin Harrison Jr., who had limited so opportunities awesome. yeah. last year, had three touchdown catches in the Rose Bowl once those other guys sat out. So Turns out he's still pretty good. He's going to be pretty good. And their other wide receiver, for what it's worth, that looks to start, Emeka Agbuka, led the Big Ten with 29 yards per return uh, as a kick returner and is getting compared to Ted Ginn Jr. So well, that's just fantastic. There you go. They're still stacked at wide receiver <laughs> if you're worried about who that. Who would have thought? <laughs> Uh, and on, as far as kicking goes, the special teams, uh, additionally to having the best kick returner, they have Noah Ruggles, who was 20 of 21 on field goals last season. Wouldn't that be nice, Buck? It would be nice. He buried Nebraska. <laughs> Remember, they had he a did. six-point game, went to a nine-point game, and it was over. And don't worry, Nebraska also uh, missed a few field goals in there, too. Yeah, so they helped out it, with that. So Adrian had a pick, too, so, you know. So. I don't blame Adrian too much for the Ohio State loss or the Oklahoma loss, for what that is, for that matters, but yeah. Uh, you do. Uh, punter Jesse <laughs> Murko also punted 31 times, never had a touchback. So that's good for him. That's too. pretty impressive. That's impressive that as well. is impressive. Wouldn't that be nice? As you've noticed, <laughs> as you've noticed nice? there's a lot of impressive things going on. The one thing that held Ohio State back last year, and they've made the adjustment, is the defense. Uh, Jim Knowles takes over. He was one of the top defensive coordinators last year at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um he has a complex defense, which has taken time to build in his past stops. Four years at Oklahoma State till last year when they only gave up 18 points per game. Remember, wow. Oklahoma State, usually known for their offense, was a great defensive team. Mm-hmm. That's why Jim Knowles moved over and up to Ohio State. He has a lot more talent here, so you might think that that would change pretty quickly. But they were the 97th ranked pass defense last season and 59th in total defense. Wow. Obviously, just an embarrassment for the riches that they have at Ohio State. Jim Knowles should fix that, but it might take some time. Is the is 
is the expectation, but it won't be for a lack of talent. Sophomore Denzel Burke is a defensive back, could be the best cover corner in the league. Uh, Zach Harrison, 6'6", 270, has kind of been on deck as the breakout defensive lineman. He's a senior now, um, but his spot, or as far as the breakout defensive lineman, actually might go to sophomore JT Tuomaloa, who was the highest rated defensive recruit ever at Ohio State, so well, they've got that in the fold. Okay. Uh, so, uh, safety Ronnie Hickman led the team in tackles. He's all Big Ten type level. Linebacker Steel Chambers, former running back, fun fact, uh, could also maybe uh, you know put his way up in there. And they also have a transfer in Tanny, Tanner McAllister, who will likely start at nickel, where he started for Knowles at Oklahoma State the last two years. So Jim Knowles brought him a friend as well. All this to say they're loaded on offense, and they've got a great defensive coordinator that might fix and patch up that defense. What does it take for Nebraska to get to that point? Because we're talking about You're this. You're talking about like, the number one offense with no, first-round picks no, left and right. I understand that, That's but never happened it's the University of Nebraska. I know. Like what it, 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 we should not be, there should not be as wide of a gap as there is. And I know it's going to take time. There was a nine-point gap last year. That's all no, it was. I, and I understand that. But okay. Nebraska should not be that far from this. I mean, if they had the special teams that, that Ohio far. State had last year, we'd probably be having a different discussion yeah. right now, Bach. But we would. So that would be uh, – we previewed the team that Luckily Nebraska, we don't play them. Luckily. Well, not until the Big Ten Championship game. Nice. That's what we'll Nice. Yeah. Boom shakalaka. I'm starting to get – I'm starting to jump aboard. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for box history lessons. We'll go all the way back to 1890 and see how the old Golden Knights got Nebraska's first victory on the board. It's really fun just because of the names and some of the circumstances that went along with it. So that's how we'll wrap up the Ticket Water Cooler coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket.